This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Charlie Ming. Each of us serve in different roles as pastors at Valley Bible Church. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. All right, welcome, listener, to the Behold podcast. Uh, this is Sean, and we also have Dan and Charlie on the uh, podcast this week. Say hi, guys. What's up? Howdy, howdy. And just, I just want to say, I feel funny every week saying that, the Behold podcast as an intro. Really, we just want to stress that we're just three dudes talking about the truths that God has told us. And um, yeah, we don't want to come across as this disconnected potty vibes. But that said, welcome to the Behold podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dan and Charlie, before we jump into it, man, how are you fellas? How have your weeks been? How are your families? We're doing great. Uh, the Gillettes are holding it down. It is Hazel's birthday. Our, our wonderful, beautiful middle child, Hazel, is turning seven to today. And feels like we have been celebrating her all month long, as it should be. She is uh, just so, so amazing and just, yeah, so grateful for her. And she's she's an easy one to to celebrate. So we we we've done a number of different things just to make it special for her. And yeah, it's just been fun. One thing that my family's really been been digging a lot is just riding our bikes. And we uh, all three of my kids now we can t- we take them to to the the dirt jumps or it's like called the pump track. It's like a little uh, you know, a little track where they can, they can just mash and, uh, have a really good time. And thankfully no one's fallen down or, or eating, eating, eating crap yet. Uh, it's been, but it's really fun, but it was funny. Cause yesterday when we, when we went there, I, I, you know, Hazel's just a, just a delicate little girly girl. And I, you know, I call her princess every once in a while. And when we went there yesterday, she, she was like, daddy, d- don't call me princess when we're at the dirt jumps. Um, I, I'm, you need to call me something more, more tough and cool. And so just kind of funny just to hear her, uh, you know, just her little wild spirit come out a little bit and she's awesome. So happy birthday. Shout out to my little girl, my little Hazel. You'll always be my princess, even when we're playing in the dirt. Love it. Uh, yeah, the Mings are doing good. It's, you know, um, like I, I, I was talking to you guys earlier, just it felt like at this point in the story of the Ming saga, uh, things would things would start to um, relax and ease up a little bit. But as is often the case in life, um, man, when we're expecting that, it just it seems that things oftentimes will just kind of get a little bit more um, hectic. And it's been hectic. Um, we've had the kids home a lot more, which has been so good and needed for them. But just trying to navigate and figure out um, you know, it's a, it's a reprioritizing, uh, and, and making sure that, uh, Sarah is being cared for. She's doing great. Um, but man, there's still a long road, uh, for her recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the midst of all of it, I, I still will stand in this and really the, uh, the thing I keep coming back to is, is hope and gratitude that, that even when things, um, just feel desperate or things, things seem to be dragging on longer than we would necessarily want them to. And I think we can all 
kind of relate to that in terms of this pandemic and everything going on, the ups and downs of the numbers and all that. But um, man, when, when those things are, are, are starting to bear down and I'm starting to feel myself depleted or exhausted, I need to stop and just reconnect with, with my Heavenly Father and recognize uh, that, again, this is, this is nothing in comparison to what's in store for us. That hope that we have um, just really will produce deep, deep gratitude, even when times um, seem difficult and hard. Um, we, always, we always have something to be grateful for. And that's been just the motto, I think, not just for me, but for our whole, our whole family over here. And again, we're grateful. We're hopeful. Good, Charlie. We're we're praying for you guys a lot and thinking of you all the time, and and uh, it's great to hear a little update. So thanks, thanks, Bud. Yep. Yeah, and then I would say, um, you know, just to echo some of those things, Patty and I are doing well. But yeah, I think for a, a lot of people can empathize with that. Just that, uh, even though they're not going through what you guys are going through, um, a lot of people are at that point now where it's like, man. We didn't think things would be going on this long with COVID and just the back and forth and ups and downs, like the uncertainty of that is really starting to get to a lot of people. Um, and so in that, yeah, just trying to remind ourselves and stay focused on the hope that we do have and what, what that comes from. And, you know, with everything changing so frequently, I think it, it leads to this, this feeling of like just un, being unsure of prospects and of future and of life and all those things and thing like you can't trust what's going to happen next week, you know, but in that, you know, we've been trying to just lean into the things that we can depend on and trust, which is God and our marriage and our little family unit with our cat. And so, yeah, just looking for the little things. Um, that's, let me jump in there, Sean, just cause I'm, I'm, as I'm studying, uh, getting ready for next Sunday and not to give too much away for next Sunday. Spoiler. Uh, but but uh, uh, Paul wraps up this section in chapter 15, verse 33, with just this simple statement, may the God of peace be with you all. Amen. And it's an interesting word that he chooses there to say to say peace. I mean, he's been talking about a bunch of other things. And, and so why would he choose this attribute of God to, to, to focus in on? And I think what he's saying, and I think that, that it's so applicable for us, um, you know, Paul has had just a crazy mission journey. He's been doing so much work. He wants to get to the next place, but he's got more work to do before he does that. He's going to go to Jerusalem and deliver this gift, and he's got other things, and he has to get to Spain, and on his way to Spain, hopefully he gets to Rome. It just can seem like Paul's life is chaotic, and yet there is this call for tranquility, that we have access to peace, no matter what life looks like. So even though externally and circumstantially, we are experiencing this roller coaster, um, we know because of this seatbelt that we have, this relationship with our Heavenly Father, that we are secure and set, and that, that we can enjoy a sense of peace even in the midst of, of the chaos. So I hope that encourages you all, especially those who are feeling um, just tired, in the midst of, of everything that's going on or uncertain or fearful um, with this COVID stuff. Um, man, may the God of peace be with you all. Yeah, Charlie, thank you. And kind of in that same vein, um, you know, I've been thinking about a lot this last week when Gary taught through the, the first part of Romans 15, you know, he reminded us too that that we have, just like you said, that, that access to joy and peace and the way we get there, the avenue for that is by building hope in God. Um, and so I've totally seen the fruit of that this this last week or two, and I hope it continues. Um, I will say one update in the Helch household, 
which is very, very exciting for some and tragic for others. I shaved my mustache today. It's really sad. I did. I noticed that. Yeah. I'm not sure what to make of it. I, you know, me neither. But Patty stoked. That's really what it came down to. She was. I thought she wanted the mustache. She did. It was. It, she it was her idea, undeniably. But she wanted the mustache for herself. Really, is what is what it yeah, was. Exactly. But then wishy washy Patty. Come la- on. Lately, she's kidding. just like you know, Sean. It's time. It's time now. She doesn't like kissing hair, and I I can empathize with that. So. Yep. Man, I'm with you, dude. If 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 the wife doesn't like it, it's gone. That's that's my philosophy. Yeah, in a very biblical way. Happy wife, happy life, y'all. Stick with it. <laughs> Don't quote me. favorite statement. <laughs> I love it. Uh, when we do a marriage episode in the next month or two, we'll talk more about that. Anyways, uh, so on Sunday, Chuck, you so uh, thoroughly and encouragingly led us through that second part of Romans 15, verses 14 through 21. So before we jump into it, do you just want to give pe- people a quick recap on what Paul was saying in that passage? Yeah, I, he starts off just by defining what his goals for ministry are. And I think that's so important for us to recognize. Um, and, and I do think that the, the we use the term blueprint, and the blueprint that he lays out is one that is uh, attributable to, to all of us who follow after Jesus. And these, these are the, the, um, the benchmarks. These are the things that we want to see growing um, in our lives and in the lives of those we serve. And that is character and integrity. He says uh, that, that you yourselves are full of goodness, that there is this visible quality uh, to your faith. And, and we, we call that character. Um, this, this pursuit of God's word, he says, filled with knowledge that you have grown in your understanding of the gospel and what it means for life, um, that, that these folks have been pursuing God's truth. And then last, lastly, he says that you're able to instruct one another. And again, I, I take this though, I'm sure there's an emphasis on the, on the verbal instruction, on, on sharing the word and teaching one another. Um, I really do think that this is a broad category of, of, of any of the spiritual gifts that we exercise. As we exercise them, there's instruction that is taking place. When I watch somebody, I'm, I'm not gifted, let's say, with, with hospitality. It's not my passion. It's not my drive. It's not the thing I get really jazzed up and amped about. Um, but when I see somebody else being hospitable, I am instructed in how to be hospitable. And so, so I think that there's this broad sense that he's talking about when it, when it comes to ministry skill and how we're growing in those things. And, and those three things drive Paul's boldness. He says, I've been writing to you boldly uh, because, because we're forgetful people. And I, I want to make sure that these things are clear, that you're going to continue to grow in these certain arenas because you have a group of Gentiles there that, that I'm concerned about. And I want to make sure some of you are Gentiles and I want to make sure that you're growing in that same way, Paul having received this gift of ministry uh, to, to the Gentile nations. And so that's what it goes on to, right? An effective servant experiences both satisfaction and humility, that, that he's proud of his work. He feels fulfilled in, in the work that he's done. He uh, is watching these different churches that he has started grow and, and, and not just grow, but start to replicate what he's doing, uh, different missionaries and all that kind of stuff is going on. And so there's this deep personal satisfaction because the character, the pursuit of knowledge, and the ministry skill are being exhibited. These things that he wants to see accomplished because it's what God has called him to accomplish um, is, is driving this deep uh, pride and excitement in the work that he's able to do, uh, but with a clear and, and immediate recognition that, that 
any ability he has, any fruitfulness that he has, it all comes from, from Christ. It all comes from his relationship with the Lord, from God empowering his work, empowering his word. Um, and, and man, it's, it's Paul's um, heart. It's Paul's single-mindedness to hold up Christ uh, that, that, that continues to, to show uh, effective in his work. And so it always comes back to Jesus. And then we moved on to the, the last major point that an effective servant understands how and where their gifting will be most effective. And, and really, uh, verses 22 through 33, he'll elaborate on that some more. Um, but, but we see him recognize, man, as much as I'd love to go stay in Rome, as much as there's still work to be done in, in a broad sense in these areas that I've been, I understand that my gifting and my call, the way God has wired me and the way God has, has instructed me, it drives me to continue to exercise in places where the gospel hasn't penetrated. And so he's going he's gonna to go because he recognizes that his effectiveness will produce more fruit in those arenas than they would if he stayed, if he stayed back. And again, with, with keeping with that theme of character, pursuit of God's truth and ministry skill, uh, that's what he's after. That's what he wants to go do is build up these new churches and these frontier places that can continue to grow in that same kind of regard. Man, thank you, Charlie. And it's so um, just encouraging to see Paul's fruit in his own work doing that and, and living out what he's telling us to do. But I really appreciated Charlie on Sunday when you reminded us just that, you know, because sometimes I feel like people, it, when they hear the word minister or in like a today's context, when they hear the word pastor, sometimes they disconnect. Sometimes they feel like, oh man, that's not me. Sorry. Even this podcast, I've had people say, oh, you're all pastors. I don't know if I can get into that. But you did such a good job reminding us that no, no, like if you claim to, to love Jesus as your savior, we are all servants. We are all ministers. Those two terms are back and forth with each other. And so the, everything we're about to get into that Paul is telling us, it's not just for the pastor to do today. It's for every single servant and, and lover of God to be doing. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, and that. Pastor, pastor is just merely a gift set and a maturity level. I mean, that, that's really all it is. Yeah. Uh, and and there is no distinction. And we've, we've got to make sure. There is in the sense of how God has gifted us, how God has called us, how God has matured us, all those kinds of things. But it's, it's all him. And we need those teachers or those leaders or those, you know, the, those elders as much as they need us. You know what I mean? It's, it's this mutual upbuilding that is so important. So thanks for, thanks for bringing that back up because it is so monumental for us to get away from the paradigm of, you know, laity and clergy, away from this paradigm of us and them. That, no, we are one in Christ. Amen to that. Yeah, so just jumping into it, that first section that we kind of got into was how you reminded us that that Paul's saying, really, effective servants should be showing intentional commitments to define goals. So, Dan, I'm curious, as you heard uh, Charlie just share from that chunk, I know you have uh, thoughts and feelings from your own experience in this field. So what kind of jumped out at you? Yeah, I as I was listening on Sunday, I just kept thinking about the just the process of growth and maturity that I've experienced since I came to be part of, of, of the Valley Bible Church community. And for those of you that don't know, I came here fresh out of high school and had a lot of stuff to figure out. It was kind of a mess in a lot of ways. And Tim Barley, you know, really took me under his wing. And I grew up in the church, and my parents are godly people, and, and I'm sure at some point 
I I was instructed in in in, in what discipleship looks like and and what it means to have a mentor that really takes you under their wing, but I I, I experienced it in a in in a way that I could finally I finally caught the vision of it when when Tim kind of took me along and. And so I started as an as an intern at Valley Bible Church all those years ago, and and with Charlie, Charlie and I were fellow interns. We we were working with Tim in student ministries, and just when I think about the the transformation that's happened in my life as I have grown in maturity and integrity, and as I've filled myself with God's truth, and I've learned that ministry is about who you are. And it's about our 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 relationship and experience with with God and and living that out in the context of community. I I'm just amazed at what God's done um, in my life, and He's really He's really changed, you know, changed me. And so as I was thinking, as you were teaching Charlie, you know, I was thinking about you and me being interns, and then when I came on uh, to full time staff uh, and I joined the pastoral team. Sean was one of my first interns that I took on and we served together and grew together for many, many years. And now Sean is on pastoral staff and now he's taking on his, his first intern. And it's just cool to see how it rolls forward. And really when you, when you think about, um, this, this, you know, blueprint that, that Charlie was talking to us about ministry. I just love how our church has really like embraced that. And I've, I've experienced direct benefit of it and I, and I'm seeing it roll forward in a really powerful way. So that was something that really hit on, you know, hit home for me as I was listening. Let me make a statement and then ask you guys a question. Cause I don't have an intern. Uh, and, and I'm just curious, but, but I was thinking through, uh, you know, I definitely have guys that I, I invest in, right. And I'm, I'm training and I'm a part of their, their spiritual growth. Um, some in terms of, of their giftedness with teaching. Um, and when I think about the people who have influence in my life or who have influenced my life, man, the ones that I think most fondly about are the ones who had clear defined goals for me that pertain to character that pertain to ministry skill, and that pertain to my growth in the knowledge of God's word. Uh, Tim is a great example of that. Gary Darnell is a great example of that. Patrick Wayman was a great example of that in my life. Guys who, who, who either very deliberately and very, very, you know, uh, specifically focused on those three areas are guys that just by their, the, the nature of our relationship, they, they were concerned with those three areas. Um, with you guys, especially in in a in a ministry setting that is so technical, uh, and and I appreciate you both because you do both care about the spiritual well being of those that serve within your ministry, um, but there's obviously the technical side of it. How is it difficult um, to to I don't know look at these three three you know major arenas that Paul gives us. Um, and, and to keep those as the primary focus when it comes to the development of the folks that you serve alongside. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's absolutely valid. <laughs> it's totally a thing. Um, and, you know, I my experience with people that I've been trained by, like Dan, you're one of them, and now what I try to do with Christian, and um, which I think is healthy, is is just there, there's a balance, you know. And, and practically what that looks like um, is usually just splitting time. Just, hey, we're going to 
first spend time on discipleship and maturity and growth as a leader and all those things, which I, I, Dan, you can say if you agree or not, but I think no matter what ministry context you're serving in, really those things are so much more important really than, than those technical skills. Like even, even in the music context, like the people that we see as great leaders and people who have great potential, it's really not necessarily the ones that are amazing musicians. It's just the ones that show great promise as, as leaders in, in life and in ministry and in that context. So anyways, yeah, so we normally we split time and it is a balance because it's, it's easy to get pulled one way or the other just with, with how busy things get and we have, you have projects you're trying to tackle and whatnot. But absolutely, I think that's the hope for any of these internships is that people leave by the end as a, as a much more matured leader, a spiritual leader, and a more proficient whatever that internship is about. Dan, what do you think? I, I agree with what, with what you said entirely. And the one of the points that you brought us to, Charlie, was taken from chapter 15 of the, or verse 15 of this section, just about Paul's desire to see people grow in, in these, in these internal spiritual, like eternal kinds of things. Right. I mean, Paul, Paul wasn't worried so much about, uh, you know, great communication skills or great administrative leadership skills, whatever. I'm sure he, he did. I mean, he does address those things, but you can see what's driving him is he wants to, he wants to see people, um, you know, grow in, in a way that is, um, I, I don't know, I guess like I th- maybe eternal is the right word or it's, it's like, it's maybe holistic, holistic. Yeah. Holistic. Like, that's a great, yeah, there, great, great way to a, say it. Yeah. So, 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 and that, and that's exactly our approach when we meet with these interns is to, is to help them through every area of their life, not just, not just ministry skill. And I and I love the order that you put these points in, um, and it and it fits great with the with the text. But it's like there's these 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 things that we have to um, we have to let God work on in our lives before we can actually start to see some some ministry fruit. And I just it made me think of what Jesus you know taught about in John 15, just him you know him being the vine. And we're the branches. And if we're connected to him, then we're going to bear much fruit. If we, if we're, if we, if we let that connection wane, then we're going to wither and die and, and we're not going to produce anything great. And it's kind of interesting that, that Paul talks so much in this section about um, his toiling and his struggling. And, and he talks about energy and, and like work. But when I think about the process of, 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 fruit growing, like a tree doesn't have to make itself grow fruit, right? Like a, like a tree just, just gets, you know, focuses on getting the nourishment and staying connected to the, it's, it's life source. And then the fruit just naturally appears. And I think that's a beautiful picture of, um, when our, our mature, maturing process and helping others mature as well. It really starts from the inside and it works its way out. Yeah. And, and I agree. Cause, cause you know, you get verses like, you know, Paul telling Timothy, like, do not neglect the gift that you have. You know, you've got it. You got it. There's, there's always room to grow, but it's so easy for us to be focused on the growth only 
and not not focused on the source of that growth. Yeah. And if we if we get that that confused and it all of a sudden becomes our own merit, our own ability. That's why I love Paul so much is that he didn't resort to rhetoric. He didn't resort, I mean in the in the sense of manipulation, right? He didn't resort to He didn't practice cunning. Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. He he said I'm going to do this one thing and that is to hold up Jesus. And man, I just think that that can continue to be the rally call when it comes to whoever might be training us, whoever we might be training, whatever influence we have, uh, the source of all of it is going to continue to maintain to be Jesus. Continue Mm. to maintain. That is like double emphasis right there. It's Jesus, though. I love it. And maybe just as we kind of continue to to answer that question, Charlie, and to help other people think about how they might participate in that kind of ministry— uh, it might be a good time to um, to play an interview that I did um, earlier this week with with one of my summer interns, Paul Bolin, and we got to sit down and just have a conversation. And we we wanted to play that for you guys because he, you're going to hear us talk about his experience going through the internship and really how it relates to what we're talking about here in Romans 15 and what we talked about on Sunday. So maybe now's a good time to go ahead and play that. And, uh, and then we'll come back on the other side and, and we'll make some comments about what we heard. So you guys so ready again, for that? This is, yeah, this is Paul Bolin, not to be confused with the Apostle the Paul. The Apostle Paul. I Good. know. Okay. Just we're making gonna sure. We're going to have to make sure we distinguish that. All right. Here, let's, let's listen to what he has to say. Hey, everybody. Dan here. And I have the privilege today of being live in the studio with the illustrious... Paul Bolin, the tall and talented one who has been doing a summer internship with the church and helping me with Valley Bible worship stuff during this weird COVID season. <laughs> um, how are you doing, Paul? Say hello to everybody. Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Good, man. It's really good to, to have you. So we we wanted to, to just ask you a little bit about what your experience has been with the internship and I remember when we had first started talking about the possibility of doing this together, it was, it was before all the COVID stuff. Yeah. And when everything happened and it was shelter in place and everything was just kind of up in the air, I know we were talking about whether or not we wanted to still try to pull it off and we didn't know mm-hmm. what it was going to look like. And I'm so glad that we, that we did because it's really been a great summer and I feel like God's done some amazing things in me personally and through you and Brooke and just yeah. with, with, uh, with how you guys have been serving and what we've been talking about, it's been super life-giving. So maybe just share with everybody kind of uh, a fun highlight or something that will always make you smile just when you think about this summer. Yeah, I think, uh, well, there's a couple. I think that first meeting we had, because the first couple of weeks we had, we had to do it over Zoom just because right. we weren't sure how everything's going to pan out. And then we, we had that first meeting in person, and I was just like, wow, we're all finally here. We've been waiting for this. Um, so that's just, that's always going to uh, be like warm in my heart that, that first time we met. But then uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we were, um, I can't remember how many, but we were talking and we were preparing for leading worship, and we were getting the film ready, and we were probably on like the third or fourth take. And um, we're playing the guitar, everything's going well. And you go, stop. I'm like, what? You're like, 
something's going on with your guitar, man. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and if you guys don't know Dan that well, he uh, definitely, like, he has a sound he likes. And he <laughs> he's uh, he loves to get to that sound. And it's a great... Um, he calls himself a recovering perfectionist. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but we love it. And it's uh, actually taught me a lot throughout the years of how to be more nitpicky about um, how we do things and to be very intentional. And But I think you were a little worried that you were being a little annoying, but actually I found it very... <laughs> really funny you just came out of the room you're like all right you got to play this chord you got to make sure it's all it's all sound good and it turned out there's nothing wrong with it but <laughs> oh man well I'm, gr- I'm grateful for your grace to me you know and uh paul you and i have known each other for a lot of years and it's just been so cool to see how you've grown and developed not only as a musician but just as a man of god and yeah and it's been such a great a great summer i think that maybe that same week that you're talking about right now there was also this really sweet moment where um, something didn't go as planned. Mm. And, you know, someone, someone we were supposed to keep singing, but someone stopped singing or whatever. And then um, it, it was just this worshipful, like, moment. I love it when things kind of go, go a little <laughs> bit wrong maybe sometimes. Yeah. Because it gives us an opportunity to just kind of pull back and let the Spirit really um, mm. lead us. And, and to watch you kind of navigate that was really cool. And, and to see how you and Brooke work together, it, it's just been sweet. So... Um, yeah, I agree. I'm glad yeah. we. I'm glad we've been doing it. It's been an awesome summer. It really has. Cool. cool man. So this week we, you know, we talked. We looked in Romans 15, and 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 Charlie walked us through just some some keys, or as he put it, a blueprint for effective ministry. And I'm curious, just as as you were listening mm-hmm. to that, did it did it make you think of the internship at all? And and if so, how? And and how, maybe how do you think? The, this your experience with this internship has been um, kind of reminiscent or or maybe a, a, an example of mm. what 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 Charlie was taking us through in Romans 15. Yeah, I think as Charlie was talking about Paul's mission for the church, and it made me think of how Paul didn't just care about the quantity of, of Christians coming to Christ, but but the maturity and how they conducted themselves and loved each other and really that unity within the church. And as he was talking about it, I was thinking about how I think that's how you can spot a healthy church. And we've talked a lot about that this, this summer um, as, as we prepare for ministry and as we look at different churches is how they're raising up people in their church. And, and I think you've realized that you can only do so much as one person and so as you've been interning people and, and raising people up, I think you realize that just like Paul in the fact that he wanted to be a lot of fruit and the quality of the fruit. And um, like we're all going to be at different places. So just first of all, like that's that's been so cool that VBC even puts that in their ministry and realizes that as a powerful ministry is interning. And, and that ministry of uh, discipleship. Yeah, and that's essentially what it is, you know, is, 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 is passing on what's been, what's been given to us. Right. You know, kind of reaching your hand back and, and, and bringing someone else along. So that's awesome. What, what, yeah. else, what else kind of came to mind? Yeah, so I, I think the first, the first point, a couple points he was making about um, how 
Paul worked to develop uh, maturity in believers, and he went through those those three areas of character and integrity, um, the pursuit of God's truth and, and ministry skill. It made me think of how the internship has come, kind of encompassed all three of those. And um, like we've gone through, I think, so we have meetings every week and, and we can come to you kind of things in our life and you show us how can we love better through those those things, those situations that come up. How can we conduct ourselves as faithful Christians and um, really just set an example in the world? Um, that's been powerful. And I think I think of several things that you're just very open and we've been able to be honest with you. And you're like, well, what does scripture say about this? And that's where you start. And that's where we've started. Um, and then the, the pursuit of God's truth, which is um, he, he brought up... Uh, he brought up Colossians one twenty eight. Well, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all this energy that he powerfully works within me. I think of that wisdom and knowledge and going to scripture and going to people who've studied scripture and reading these these books that we have and and articles. It makes um that that pursuit of knowledge ultimately helps us grow in maturity. And I think the internship has done a great job in that as well. And then the last po- po- point, um, ministry skill. Um, as we've been leading worship and, and you've shown me some stuff on audio editing and the video stuff we've had to do and not really expected this summer as right. we've, uh, it's changed because of COVID, but also just how to adapt in ministry and and really focusing going back to the the main point of ministry and that's to encourage and and grow and pursue Christ with with all we have but how that changes with circumstances that arise it, it's been crazy and it's been um i think heart um changing and it's been um powerful to to go through that those three areas with you as as I prepare for future churches and future ministry and just see what God's doing in my life as well man it's so encouraging dude I'm, I'm humbled and I just I love even in this section and in other places in Paul's writings where just you see his humility in his heart and and really when I hear you talk, I mean, it just, what it, what it makes me think of is, is that humility and, and that gratitude of like, um, really all I'm doing is just sharing with you what someone else has shared with me. Yeah. And that's, what's so cool about the church is, is at any, at any time, any one, each of us, we're, we're reaching up, you know, and and someone's pulling us up, but we're also reaching behind and we're pulling somebody else up. And there's, I think, especially in our, area of ministry with with music there's there's so much skill related things or mm. or but, but but whatever kind of ministry you're in it can be really easy to fall into the trap of just thinking of tasks right. or thinking of skill and just getting better at, at whatever it is communication or um, you know having better systems in place if you're an administrator or you know having nice cool stuff to offer to people if your gift is hospitality whatever <laughs> we Sometimes we can make those things the main thing. But what I really tried to do with with you and with all the interns that God has allowed me to, to take on mm. is just 
try to help them understand that really life and ministry is about who you are. It's not about what you do. And that's what I love how Charlie walked us through, you know, the, that maturity and that integrity and then and that that spiritual nourishment of God's word and, and growing in our knowledge of God. And that really dictates what we do and, and the skill we have in ministry. So it's so encouraging and humbling and just makes me grateful, man. So thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, Paul is going to be heading back to Chicago to uh, to Moody um, <laughs> to continue his his studies uh, with pastoral leadership, and he has a minor in uh, music worship uh, leadership as well. So, Paul, as you head back next week, you know what's what's one way that we can be praying for you? Yeah, I think um, that God will just continue to to surround me with with mentors and. Um, just how important that is and how he's done that already, but that I can just love. I on the I have a lot of uh, freshmen coming onto my floor, and I'm leading a, a small group on that, and just that God will just bless that time. Um, just give me wisdom on how to lead that as I'm a little bit older than them, and that we can just grow together. And also, if you don't know, Chicago's gone pretty violent the past summer, and they had the most violent weekend they've they've had a couple weeks ago, and. It's just, you know, my heart goes out for them, and but we're also kind of in the middle of it, and that God will just protect me and the other students there, and that we can just um, conduct ourselves and love the people of that city and impact that, imp- impact that through Christ, you know? Yeah, man, that's awesome. Okay, church family, you heard it. Be praying. And Paul, thank you so much for, uh, you know, how you served our church um, this summer, and we're just looking forward to what God has for you next, so... God bless and, and Godspeed on uh, on the next year in college. So, Thank you so much. Love you, dude. Love you too, man. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul, for sharing that and just for coming on. And he's, he's a good dude. And do you guys want to know something kind of funny, uh, a little funny story about me and Paul? Please. Of course. So when he was like 11 or 12, he started taking guitar lessons from me, just kind of it was just through a random connection through, I think the homeschool, uh, you know, program that was happening at our, at our church. And he, uh, you know, I, <laughs> there was a couple times where I, I can, I can come off a little intense in my, in my, uh, lessons and, and also just learning music is hard. And so, uh, not, not once, but twice, um, I, I, I made, I made the poor kid cry just standing there, <laughs> sitting there in my office and it got real awkward because I I realized I'd gone too far. And uh, I said to play a B flat, <laughs> right? And so I'm just like, I'm just sitting there like, oh boy, oh boy. But uh, but it is. It's so it's it's humbling um, to see these people that that you invest in over the years, and just to see how God um, makes fruit from that. And so, anyways, you guys were listening to Paul. Like, what were some things that that um, came to mind and things you were encouraged by or things you want to add, add to? Yeah. One thing that immediately jumped at was just the w- the way that he views in a healthy way, I think like church community, uh, you know, he said, this is how, you know, if you, if it's a healthy church or not, is if this is happening, this process of development and growth and pouring into each other and people being lifted up. And when I think about church, really, like we're talking about not just the church staff, but our church family, you know, f- other like families and, and discipleship and mentor relationships outside of staff too. And really it's the same thing. Like that's how, you know, 
if you are having a healthy church family who is kind of taking what Paul's telling us to do and really doing it is that you're seeing these organic mentory discipleship type relationships happening in, in not like a super forced and structured way. And, and obviously for you and I, Dan, and other people on staff, we're talking about internships, which, which is more structured. Um, but I think that I've seen that absolutely outside of that too. And in the same way, I think it's been so encouraging to see that in that way, uh, Valley Bible Church is just healthy. It's a healthy place of growth and people are doing it. Yeah, I just was, I, I appreciated it because he, he walked that balance of, you know, um, of the need for, for the actual like spiritual mentorship, but also the, the technical side. And as he was talking, by the way, Paul, thank you so much. And I've been so blessed by the times that you've led. Thanks buddy. Um, but I, I think one of the things that, that struck me as, as he was sharing, um, I don't know. It's this, it's this, I I don't, it's this concept. And I think about like in, in the, in the, um, mentorship kinds of relationships that I am a part of that, that I play the role as mentor. Um, really as much as the character and integrity and, and the pursuit of God's word kind of take a primary focus, what will always come up is, is this idea of ministry skill. And when we say ministry skill, keep in mind, it's just service skill. It's life skill as a follower of Christ. It's not, it's not like this, okay, I serve in this specific ministry. No, it is, it is the way you relate to anyone you have influence with. And, and so your ministry, your service could be at, at the fast food joint that you work at. It could be in your neighborhood. With your wife can, and kids. Wife and kids, a- anywhere. How yeah. do I love in a way that is going to produce fruit in the life of Christ in the people that I'm around? And so, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it just thanks, Paul, because I think that, that he, he boiled that down in, in a bit of an abstract way, but for me, I, I picked up on that, that it's not just, okay, we've got our technical side and now we've got our, our uh, spiritual side. No, it, it's the whole thing, right? It's the whole picture that even in that technical side, I want to be doing those things that might seem tedious or hard or not in my wheelhouse for, for the glory of the Lord. That's awesome. Well, thanks guys for... Um you know, for, for listening to that and encouraging him. And that's, we want to make sure that we, we uh, pray for him and, and keep thinking about him as he heads back to school. So yeah. Thanks Paul. We love you, dude. Yeah. Paul, you and Brooke too, you're both amazing. And yeah. we've been so blessed as a church family by you and we hope it continues. So, so coming from that, maybe we can circle back a little bit um, because, you know, we've been reminded that but we're all called to this. This isn't something just for a certain part of the church family. Um, and so, so that being given, like, like how do you see, or how do you not see, like, how would you like to see more in our church community um, or just your circles of influence and people, uh, this process take place? Like, how can we be encouraging people to get involved with, with, with what Paul's telling us if they're not? Yeah. Well, I, and, and maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, the, the ministry skill side of things. Uh, Cause I think the character growth and the pursuit of God's word are pretty clear. And if you, if you're lost in, in terms of how to pursue those things more, man, reach out to somebody that you trust that you know, who is walking this godly life. Um, shoot an email to the pastors at, at Valley. Um, we've, that's what we're, we're, that's what we're, we're driven to do, right? That's what we're compelled to do is, is to try to help folks grow in that way. 
But I think if we can take a few minutes just to focus on the ministry skill side of things, um, I think that when we start talking about spiritual gifts, when we talk about um, this idea that you've been graced uniquely to be impactful and effective within the kingdom of God, um, man, I, I really think that, that there are folks who just kind of check out on that. Uh, it feels too abstract or too nebulous, or it feels too uh, hocus pocus when we say terms like spiritual. And, and really what we're talking about is just figuring out where you're passionate and where you have seen God use you and start to develop those areas or find somebody that will help you to develop in those areas. Um, and, and I think we can talk about that for a while. I know, Dan, you have some resources for us. And, and before we do that, though, I mean, let, let's be a people who are less concerned about our Enneagram number than, than we are about our spiritual gifting or less concerned about, about these, these areas that, that might give some information into how we're wired or why we do things the way we do things. You know, we, we could spend eternity digging up the past and trying to figure out what makes us tick. But God is holding out and saying, I have uniquely made you and I have given you this gift to have impact in the kingdom. Let's focus on that more. Can we do that? Yes. I, yes, I agree. <laughs> and one of the things we could, we could point people back to is episode 14. We, Sean and I sat down with Jason Moog and we talked about the acronym SHAPE. And if you haven't heard that already, go back and listen to it or maybe listen to it again because I think it is a great exercise, a mental exercise of thinking through how God has gifted us and where he has designed for us to, to serve and have, have the greatest impact. There's, there's a couple kind of, kind of classic passages in, in Paul's writings that really get into uh, our spiritual gifting. And they are, you know, Ephesians 4, 1 through 16... 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 31, and a passage we looked at a few weeks ago, um, Romans 12, 3 through 16. And one of the, one of the key uh, elements that pops up in both of those is, is love. And it's, it's really interesting that I think sometimes maybe what is keeping us from, from really effective, fruitful ministry is we just don't love people like we should. And I know that's like probably hard to hear, but like, <laughs> I know how it can, how it can be, you know, maybe I'm a single guy and, and I'm just, I'm just trying to survive in the Bay area <laughs> or I'm just trying to, you know, um, work on my five-year plan or, or maybe you, you have your wife and your kids and, and it's like, that's your world. And it's like, I, I don't really have bandwidth to think outside of that. Or, you know, I'm terrified of my neighbors. They, they, they don't look like they want me to talk to them, <laughs> you know, or, or man, I don't know how I would mentor somebody younger than me. Like I'm still trying to figure out my stuff, you know? And, and I think if we just kind of, or, or maybe like you said, Charlie, we don't know our, we don't know what our spiritual gifts are, right? Wherever you are, or maybe you're somewhere else. But I just think if we, if we like took a step back and just said, man, do I, do I have a genuine love for people? And, like and a genuine, a, sorry, Dan, a genuine love for people that is motivated by Christ's genuine love for me and my yeah, genuine love for exactly. Him. Yeah, exactly. No, yep. exactly. Yep. And so, like, if you look at that Ephesians four passage, you know, 
And I think this is really interesting too, because we've been talking a lot about unity and preserving unity, but unity isn't just about agreeing to get along or, or, you know, agreeing to disagree or whatever. Like unity um, is, is about us rallying around one objective and that is, is building Christ's church, church and one God and one faith and one baptism and one body, and one spirit, one Lord, one hope of our calling. Right. And the way that that is worked out is in the context of love and in, and in community. Or if you look at the, the first uh, Corinthians chapter 12 passage where, where Paul just outlines, man, what is, what is the body of the, what is the body of Christ supposed to, how is it supposed to work and function? Right. And there's these giftings and stuff. But then at the end, Paul's like, I'll show, but let me show you a better way. And then he launches into to chapter 13, which is all about what? It's love. all about love. Yep. And then the passage we looked at a couple of weeks ago in Romans 12, Paul, again, is talking about the giftings within the body of, of believers. But then he, he, he starts the next section in verse 9, and he says, let love be genuine, right? And so, so sometimes, I mean, I think it's really good to look at those passages and we need to understand what are the different spiritual gifts and how, how, as I am living my life in relationship and context, in the context of community and loving people, what really fires me up? What really gets me, gets my engines pumping, you know, how, what excites me as I relate with people. But, but I think if we don't have a genuine love for people that is, that is ref- reflecting of God's love for us, then we're totally missing the mark. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, thinking about this, like sometimes I think about just like our responsibility over what we're given, um, you know, when it comes to giftings and talents and of course there's all of the, the material ways that we've been blessed and gifted with finances and with homes you can, we can be hospitable with and all those kinds of things. But even when it comes to gifting, it's like, I think about, uh, what, We've received something, and what are we supposed to do with it? Which makes me think of you know that that First Peter four passage about us being stewards of God's grace. Mm-hmm. You know, by, right before that, like you said, Dan, it says, "Above all, keep loving one another earnestly." And then it goes on that as each of us has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And then it goes on to finish that, and this is what it comes back to: that that our motivation is Christ. Our purpose is to give glory to Christ and to God. And then he says, in, in order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So I know it might feel redundant to hear this over and over again, but we're, we're, we're going to go first full circle throughout all of scripture for the rest of our lives talking about this, that, that the motivation for our actions is Jesus Christ. The purpose of our actions is giving the glory to Jesus Christ. And we're going to keep cycling that over and over and over again. And in that, it's not just, oh, Christ is getting glory and God's getting glory. People are being loved, which absolutely, hopefully those things happen, but we're being developed and grown as, as leaders and of children of God in that process. You know, we're being developed and becoming more and more Christ-like as we do that. So I would say to those people, like you mentioned, Dan, like those who are in that mindset of like, you know, I got my family unit. It's all I got bandwidth for right now. I would just say, man, you're missing out. You're missing out on, on some of the qualities of life that God has planned for us and, and, and some of the little ways that we can be tasting what eternal glory is going to be like now. Yeah, and I think that's so important to note. Like, this is exciting stuff. Like, there is, I, I said this on Sunday, but there is no greater moment in, in my week than 
when I am speaking to somebody or I'm teaching and I can, I, I know the spirit's moving in that process where people are putting puzzle pieces together in regards to God's word, that things are clicking, right? And it's not because I'm like, look at how good of a orator I am. I'm so wonderful with my words. No, it's because God is accomplishing something, right? It's what Paul says in, in this passage we looked at in, in 17, in Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work for God. And again, that word proud, it's this idea of being amped up of just, I mean, that is life. That is, that is the, the, the most exciting thing. And so talking to folks, I know people who with their hospitality, 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 that's, 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 a, that's yeah, a word. Um, even with their hospitality, they are, they get amped up on making people feel at home. And, and there, there are certain folks who it's with people who are kind of like the Bay Area orphans, right? Like they, they are here without any family or, or any real community and to open their home up. I mean, it just amps them up because they get to love on somebody with the love of Jesus or, or people who are, who are generous with their finances, that it is, it is a natural thing for them to care for others' needs as they would care for their own needs, that they, they want to love in that way. Again, not because it's a pat on the back or it's a tax write-off, but because Christ is seen in that process. Man, that is the beauty of the spiritual gifts being exercised. So, so don't feel an undue obligatory pressure to, to figure out what your spiritual gift it's is so you can go through the mundane process right, of serving right. people. No, like get amped up on this, get excited about this. It is, it is, there's nothing more rewarding. Mm. Yeah. And, and just to even hear Paul in verse 19, again, just to say, this is all by the power of the, of the spirit of God working in me. But to hear him say that phrase, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ and you did a great job, Charlie, of walking us through that. That not, not to say that, oh, everyone got saved or every church is crushing it and and I preach the gospel perfectly and blah, 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 blah. But just to say that there there's a sense of 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 holy satisfaction yep. Yep. in his in his ministry that he did what God called him to do. And whether it's you know, getting a little taste of it, like sometimes we, we get a little taste of it. Like I got to hear Paul share a little bit, you know, and, 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 and feel some of that, that pride that, that Paul talks, that the apostle Paul talks about in this passage. I got to feel <laughs> some of that, but like we were, we had our connect group on Sunday and um, Brad Chu was, was just saying that sometimes, man, we, we are being faithful and we're doing what God's called us to do with fervor and passion and excitement, wanting to see the, that fruit. But sometimes we never, we won't get to see it. But what's cool is one day we we know that when we when we get to uh, glory, when we stand in the presence of, of of our Savior, we'll have that that perspective to look back and 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 we'll be able to see how God used everything. Yeah, and that, think about think about Paul the apostle. Do you think he knew even an ounce that we would even be talking about it like today right? in twenty twenty? Yeah, exactly. That that he that yeah. that yeah that he was laying a foundation. So much broader than I think. I mean, I think he had a sense to some degree of how broad of a foundation he was laying. But but man, he must be just jazzed up there to see how his work <laughs> continues to produce fruit. Yeah, it's so cool. So so that 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 sense of excitement should drive us. I love how you brought yeah. that up, Charlie. Well, hey, we we want to point you guys to a couple tools that might be might be helpful for you guys because I know that in talking to some of you guys, this is. This is still an area that is not super clear for you, you know, in terms of like where 
particularly in the context of the church, like where does God want me to use my gifts and what even are my gifts or, or what, maybe you've never even studied the passages in scripture that talk about spiritual gifts. So we wanted to, to point you to a couple resources. Charlie and I spent a lot of years, maybe more years than we care to admit. We should have our doctorate. The... We should have our doctorate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we spent a lot of years earning uh, our degrees in the Antioch school of ministry and they have a ton of great resources online that I think really walk us through it. So one of the one of we we've put a couple resources in the show notes, and we just encourage you. One's an article that t- takes us through some guidelines and implications that are from those key passages that talk about spiritual gifts and how those are operated in you know in the context of of the body of Christ. And then there's another there's a there's a form on there that's a, that is an assessment form that helps us answer some questions that come from uh, the first Corinthians chapter 12. And if you look at verses four through seven, Paul says that as the spirit works, these gifts, you know, as he gives them to us and as he, and as he helps us exercise them for, for the benefit of the body, there's, there's in that whole thing, there's a variety of gifts. There's a variety of ministries. So there's, there's different acts of service. There's different venues for serving. There's different ways of doing things. And then there's a variety of effects. So there's that speaks to the fruit. And so um, as we, as, as maybe folks are trying to figure out, especially now that things are so different in this whole COVID um, era, maybe this going through that article and doing this assessment might bring some clarity. So we encourage you guys to check those out in our show notes. And there's a bunch of stuff even on the, Antioch webpage. It's totally free. You don't have to be a student there at all. You can just go in through those forms and you can work through them with a mentor or just on your own. So we really want encourage people to check that stuff out. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just plug that a little bit too. Um, one of the greatest things I ever did in, in my schooling and really in just a self-assessment type of thing was, was what was called the SEMA map through the Antioch school. And it just kind of wired down where, what are the instances in life where you were the most fired up? Like, where have you seen you, you your, your work, uh, from from church stuff or not, you know, be effective, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? And we're, we're not we're not suggesting you go through this process. It's a month plus long process to go through. Um, it was wonderful, it, right? Just like this assessment that Dan is is recommending, it's a wonderful tool just to start thinking through and start kind of doing some self inventory as to where you might where those giftings line up. But something that was said earlier that I just want to make sure is crystal clear: if you are loving Jesus and you are loving people, your gift is gonna show up. It's, it's gonna be apparent how God has gifted you if those things are in order. Again, we could go after all these assessments and all these, these different tools and resources and lose focus of what the primary thing is in this whole process, and it is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, so absolutely use these tools. They're so important, and I think they're so great but don't do it out of obligation. Don't do it out of fear that you haven't figured things out yet. Do it out of just because you love Jesus and you want to try to have more insight into how you can love him more fully. Yeah, Charlie, that's that's such a good reminder. And I, that's, that's what I was going to say, actually, of just sometimes we get into this idea of I have to know exactly what my giftings are. And absolutely, that's invaluable for, for your life. But uh, that doesn't mean that you can't serve people without knowing that. 
you can't love people without knowing that. So I'm going to point people as kind of my ending thing to those first two discussion questions that you put down, Charlie, at the end of your, no- your notes there. The first one was, who has God brought into your life that you have influence with? That's a simple exercise that all of us can sit down and, and just evaluate our social circles, our family, our neighbors, our coworkers, and just think, man, who are the people that God's put in my life? And then number two, how has God equipped you to influence, help, or benefit people for the kingdom? And, and in thinking about that, like I know it can be intimidating, like Dan, you said, and Charlie, you said, and you can use those toolings for sure to get really specific. But even on, on, on a really uh, just surface level, like what are some things you can do to love those people that you that you you identified in step one? Even if it's as simple as texting them, hey, can my family cook you dinner one night? Or hey, calling them, hey, can I pray for you today? There's a lot of ways that you can be serving and loving people while you're figuring out what those different giftings are. And then, yeah, just to, I want to affirm what you said, Charlie, in my experience and a lot of other people I know, one of the best darn ways that you can figure out what your giftings are, are by serving, just by doing it and trying different things, trying different ministry contexts. And pretty quickly you'll see, man, I'm great at this or, oh man, I'm not good at this one. And and in that way, uh, or even more importantly, wow, this gets me fired up. Or yeah. wow, this drains every ounce of energy I have. I think I think that that is even a more important question than I stink at this. I, I you should hear the first time I taught. I was it was it was a joke. I, I would be embarrassed, so embarrassed to have that heard. We should dig up some of those old no, you uh, high school ministry path, you know like <laughs> messages that you gave, dude. But Love it. but but the 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 excitement to grow in that, the excitement to exercise that. Uh, maintained, even in the midst of me stinking at it. Thank you for your vulnerability, Charlie. <laughs> uh, and, and I and I agree with that. Me and Dan, I think, would say the same thing. The first time we did what we do in our ministry context, we darn stunk at it. Uh, so yeah, just see what, what God stirs in your heart, what, what he's given you passion over. Which again, if you want a little bit of a reminder on that, go listen to episode 14 again. We talked about the shape, that analogy that Jason gave, gave that shape of who God's made you to be. Maybe that would be helpful. But in the end, as Charlie said, what it comes down to, and like what you said, Dan, is that we just need to be become better and better lovers of the people around us um, and ultimately really for God's glory. Man. So, man, I think we have a lot of, to think about and consider as a church family uh, from this episode. But is there anything else you guys want to leave us with? Just how much I love this church community. Yeah, we're praying for you guys, and thank you for you know, just all the notes of encouragement that you guys are sending our way. And, and even just when we, you know, whether it's the podcast or, or, you know, we, we, we put together these, these online services or whatever. And it just, sometimes we're like, okay, it's just kind of going out into the universe. And, uh, but just to, to, to think about the fact that our church family is out there engaging with that stuff and that our unity is still intact and that we, um, we haven't stopped being the church, even though we can't physically gather together. It really has kept us going. And so, so thank you for, for, um, you know, doing what God's called you to do and, and to continue to participate with, with, uh, his kingdom work, uh, as, as we serve as a church. So thanks guys. Yeah. And I just want to echo that, that we, we say this all the time that we're praying for you, but we genuinely are. We meet every week as a staff to pray. We have hundreds of people, well, over a hundred people on our prayer letter list. Like we want to be praying for you. And and Dan and I were talking recently and 
we've noticed there's been a downward dip in, in submitted prayer requests. And man, that just, we, we, we wish that wasn't the case because we so badly want to be praying for you and in that way, serving you and loving your family. So man, hop on vbc.online. There's a button there for submitting prayer requests. Please do that because you want to really be uh, serving you in that way. Uh, again, as always, thank you for joining us and spending your time with us and c- considering some of these things together with the three of us. And we hope that it blessed you and we will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye. Adios. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.